Hey everybody, welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Monday, August 3rd, 2020, and it is game day for the Vegas Golden Knights. The first of three round-robin games to determine seeding in the Western Conference starts today when the Golden Knights take on the Dallas Stars, and hopefully the action in this game is even an iota of the game between St. Louis and Colorado last night, which, oh boy, that was fun. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you all had a great weekend. I am Danny Webster. I'm your host, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode, which is brought to you in part by rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. So today's going to be a pretty basic episode. We're going to get you ready for Vegas-Dallas later today, a 3.30 puck drop uh, in the first round-robin game for both of those teams. And then we will dive right into the crossover episode that I teased Last week with the hosts of Locked On Abs and Locked On Stars. Again, the Blues people were kind of busy still parading their uh, Stanley Cup win. So I'm not going to put that over their head too much. But it was a great chat between uh, Chris, Kenneth, and Josh along with myself. And it's probably going to run multiple parts. It was about a 45-minute long uh, discussion. So it is going to run probably at least two parts. First part starting today. Wednesday will probably be part two, and then likely, if there is a part three, it will be Friday after we do a post-game of the Blues game. So be on the lookout for those other two parts, but part one comes your way later today. Very fun chat, very entertaining chat. And, uh, yeah, make sure you give the guys at Locked On, or you give Chris a follow at Locked On Abs, and then follow the guys at Locked On Stars, Kenneth and Josh, over there as well. So today... Golden Knights and Stars. It's like Christmas to me when these two teams get together. It it just seems like it's always a party whenever the Golden Knights and the Stars get together. And that will be no different later today when the two face off in the round robin for the first time. Officially, for the first time in 147 days, this is going to be the first meaningful hockey game that the Golden Knights have played, which... Holy mackerel, we're six days away from the whole five-month anniversary of when the Golden Knights played their last game in Rogers Place against Edmonton in that overtime winner. But this game is going to be a little bit different of a feel to it as the Golden Knights and the Stars, the third and the fourth place team in terms of points in the Western Conference, will begin their round-robin play. Now, let's start with a lineup news for the Golden Knights. Max Pacioretty, as expected, just needed confirmation yesterday, is not in the lineup for the Golden Knights. He is still not in Edmonton with the team. But Coach Pete DeBoer said yesterday that his return is, quote, on the horizon. Now, whether that actually means on the horizon, as in he will be available for Thursday against St. Louis, or on the horizon, as in the Golden Knights are about 250 miles away from the sunrise, that it's going to take a little bit longer to get to the horizon. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But Max Pacioretty is out. The lines and the D pairs are expected to be the same as we saw them against Arizona, which means Chandler Stevenson will be on the top line left wing, along with William Carlson and Mark Stone. The Stasny line with Marshall and Smith remain intact. A third line, which was the best line of the game, on Thursday against the Coyotes is the same with Nick Cousins on the left, Nick Waugh centering, and Alex Tuck on the right. And then the fourth line, the usual fourth line that we've come to know and love for the better part of a year and a half, Ryan Reeves, William Carrier, Tomas Nosek, not exactly in that order. So 
And the D pairs, obviously, I should point out the same. McNabb, Schmidt, Martinez, Theodore, Holden, White Cloud. There you go. All right. Now, as far as this game goes, you talk to whoever you do about the round-robin situation, and clearly the level of competitive balance is beyond different between the teams that are playing in the best-of-five qualifying series versus the teams that are playing in the round-robin. Now, you you look on Twitter for the most part, and you see yesterday that the word exhibition, the word scrimmage, it, it pretty much all looks the same. These round-robin games are not going to carry as much merit as the best-of-five series will for obvious reasons. But I think we saw yesterday with the Blues and the Avalanche that every single result is going to be crucial. Not the exact gameplay, but the result is going to be crucial. With the way that the Avalanche won at the buzzer last night on Nazem Kadri's rebound on the power play with literally 0.1 seconds remaining on the clock to give the Avs a 2-1 to win over the Blues was huge. Number one, it was a regulation win for the Avalanche, so they're the only ones with points at this rate. But number two, that Thursday game between Vegas and St. Louis looms very, very large now because if Vegas wins today against Dallas and they beat St. Louis, whether it be in overtime or in regulation, they will have four points, which means that game against Colorado will determine who the number one seed in the Western Conference is. So if that game went into overtime, or however the overtime rules work for this situation, if that went into overtime and St. Louis got a point, that would have probably set up for a little little less drama than what we would have anticipated going on the rest of the week. But now that the Golden Knights see that the door is open if they really want that number one seed in the Western Conference, which, I mean, end the best of five now. It's clear that the Chicago Blackhawks are going to beat the Edmonton Oilers in three games. Let's just put that Let's just put that out there. But if the Golden Knights really want to get that number one seed, the door is open. The door is absolutely open when it pertains to the Golden Knights wanting the easiest path they can see to get to the Stanley Cup. And... Part of that will obviously have to do with goaltending and how that situation works out, which, by the way, I should mention, Robin Leonard is in net tonight for the Golden Knights, which, if we're going off the theory that they're rotating goalies for the remainder of this uh, round-robin situation, Marc-Andre Fleury should be seeing the net against the Blues on Thursday, which would mean, kind of what I've been expecting this whole time, is that Robin Leonard will face the Colorado Avalanche on Saturday. So, um, I mean... There is the possibility that Leonard could go back-to-back and then Flurry plays against Colorado, which, given the other two regular season matchups against Colorado this year, I don't think that'd be a great idea. So let's try the other goalie and see how that works. But now that the Golden Knights see that the door is open, if they really want the number one seed, it could be theirs. All they have to do is take care of business against a Dallas team that, as I was as I wrote today in on Nights on Ice, Dallas they're a weird team, man. And and I think the fact that they were able to even get to this position where it's technically a buy for the top four teams in the West, it is amazing how they got to this point because the last six games of their regular season, all losses, two of them went to overtime. They were shut out twice. But if you look at the advanced numbers, they were really in those games for the better, 
for the better part of all six of them. They were better in Corsi. They had better shot attempts than the other team. They also at least doubled their opponents in high danger chances. So the chances are there. It's the question of can the offense, which only has one 50-point score in Tyler Sagan, can that offense elevate itself into games that actually matter, which really wasn't a good start against the Nashville Predators in their exhibition game when they got blanked to nothing. So, you know, far be it for me to say that their offense is back on track. But who knows? After today, Dallas's offense might be the best thing since sliced bread. They might hang seven on Robin Leonard tonight, and then all of a sudden we're just back talking turkey here. So anything can happen at this point. But you look at the analytics, you look at the numbers, Dallas was in almost every single one of those last six games that they played, even though the ledger does not read well for them. So if Vegas is going to have these opportunities like they did against Arizona, where they went one for six on the power play, they are going to need to perform better given those situations. Cause you cannot give this Dallas team chances. All they need is one, maybe two chances to bury some goals. And if that, and if the floodgates start opening for that offense, Vegas could be in a world of trouble. So if the Golden Knights want to get through this game basically unscathed, it, they need to, for the most part, eliminate any and all dangerous chances for the Stars if they want a chance to win this game. So, 3.30 p.m. today, puck drop. That is where the Golden Knights and the Stars will play. It will be broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet. Dave Gosher and Shane Knighty on the call, which I'm pretty sure makes everyone in Las Vegas pretty darn happy. And I believe... The radio folks at Fox Sports 98.9 also have the call there as well. So all the round-robin games are on AT&T Sportsnet. Keep that in mind. First round of the playoffs, I do believe, will also be on AT&T. I, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I do believe that is where we are as far as the broadcasting gig works. So 3.30 p.m. today, Golden Knights and Stars, which will lead us right into our wonderful discussion, part one of our great crossover episode with myself, Chris of Locked on Avs, Kenneth and Josh of Locked on Stars. That will be coming up in just a moment. But first, you know we got to talk about Rock Auto. The boys of Rock Auto will always get you hooked up with the perfect part that your car needs. I mean, we, we know the story right now before, right? Like you go to the auto parts store, you're hoping to find that one thing that you need, whether it be a taillight whether it be something with your transmission, maybe something with your steering is off. Whatever the case may be, you're likely going to an auto parts store. You cannot find it. RockAuto.com has got you covered from every model to every make. Anything you need for whatever car it is that you have, the boys at Rock Auto have got you covered. A family-owned business of more than 20 years. They know everything about customer service. They know how to treat their customers well. And if you go into the little box that says, how did you hear from us? How did you hear about us, I should say? And you put locked on, you know the guys will hook you up really good and make sure they take care of you rockauto.com that's all r-o-c-k-a-u-t-o.com all the parts your car will ever need rock auto okay so we are back with our own little uh bubble i guess here a, a zoom bubble is what we have and joining me is danny webster josh clark and kenneth don't know your last name kenneth 
Nash. Kenneth, Kenneth Nash. Sorry, I don't Nash. think it on the uh, <laughs> that's all right. Zoom profile it's, it's, name. I'm just going to call you Kenneth iPad because that's what it says on the Yeah, go the for Zoom. it. Go for so, it. <laughs> <Yeah>. iPad. <laughs> uh, Danny is from the Locked On Vegas show, correct? Is there? And Josh and Kenneth do the Locked On Stars. So, uh, the interestingly enough, the only team that is not joining us here today is uh, the defending champs, and I guess that's okay. They 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 have what we want, um, <laughs> so they are not invited to our party basically, and we can just talk bad about them, and they can't do anything about it. So uh, I guess we'll just kind of go around the virtual room here, and everybody can kind of like I've already said your name, but anything that you want to throw out to anybody on the other shows um go for it so danny we can start with you in terms of just talking about our teams or ourselves what do we want to do about yourselves how you got involved with uh you know why you became a a vegas fan how you got involved with locked on anything throw it out yeah sure thing so actually i cover the golden knights for nhl.com and for sb nation's uh Golden Knights flagship station, Knights on Ice. Uh, been doing it since the uh, since the inaugural season. I've been covering the team since that uh, that uh, very average run to the Stanley Cup final that apparently was rigged, and no one wants to talk about it because they got <laughs> the expansion draft and all that jazz. But you know, uh, c'est la vie. Um, but yeah, I've been covering the team for the last now three years, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome, man. Josh, how about you, man? Yeah, uh, so actually pretty similar path uh, to Danny. Actually, he and I hold the same position at NHL.com. Just obviously I'm covering the Stars and then covered uh, the Stars for a blog called Blackout Dallas on the fan side of network for the past for the five years leading up to 2019 when I got the NHL.com gig right out of college. And so, yeah, been doing that for the past year. It was quite an eventful uh, first season, to say the very least. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only just covering the stars this year, but covering just the NHL and pro sports as a whole. So it, it's been a, a fun first year and a fun last few years covering the team and excited to see what, you know, this uh, revised playoff format brings to the table, not just for the stars, but for every team involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Kenneth iPad, go for it. Kenneth iPad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our listeners will know um, Josh and I were actually roommates our freshman year of college. I was not a big, big hockey person. I'm originally from the DFW area. So I knew the stars was quote unquote a stars fan, I guess, but I couldn't, you know, I wasn't all that involved. Uh, Josh basically watched hockey 24 seven. So I was Oops. forced to become a fan. Yeah. And uh, you know, fell in love with the game and the team from there. And then, uh, they approached Josh about this gig here at Locked On, and uh, we started in February, and I think we broke sports right after that. So I don't, I don't know what we did there. I'm um, pretty sure it was not. Year. It might have been our fault. Thirty percent. Yeah, de- yeah, we got about a month <laughs> into doing this podcast, and then there were no more sports to talk about. Um, but yeah, love the stars. I uh, love hockey, and just uh, you know, I'm a newer fan to the game, so I, I can't speak to. I try not to speak too much on history, and our fans will know that. But right. uh, learning a lot. I've got you know. A lot of experience in sports and everything like that and, 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 and liking the game. And hopefully we'll see a Stars uh, Stanley Cup run. I guess this is fun for me, too, because I actually grew up a Dallas Stars fan. And no I, love, I, I love telling the story. The very first game uh, I ever watched as a hockey fan and as a Stars fan was June 1999 when Brett Hull did not step into the crease 
Oh, you've seen the light. So happy to hear. Oh, oh man. I, the, the funny thing is, is that, I mean, what was I? I was seven at the time, and that was really the first game I ever watched. And thank God it was summer vacation because – I didn't go to bed till like 11, 30, 12 o'clock that night because that game went on so long right. since it was, uh-huh. what, about four or five hours. And then you include <laughs> the fact that it was in Pacific time. So definitely do have, still have some love and admiration for the stars, even though now that I pretty much cover my hometown team, essentially, it's hard to kind of focus on them nowadays. But I, st- I still follow them from time to time and root that they do well, so. Should amazing. be a lot of fun. It's amazing how your uh, allegiance to a team uh, has no bearing whatsoever on if you think he was or was not in the decrease during that. Oh, no. He, he, <laughs> I, I st- still to this day, I'm like, you know what? If they're not going to call it, his foot wasn't in the crease. So, <laughs> but, but to be fair, I did go the entire following year thinking, oh, the Stars are never going to lose another Stanley Cup. And then we see Jason Arnett score in game six in 2000. Uh, and then all yeah. of a sudden – my heart was broken. So uh, yeah. that, that is my life as a Dallas sports fan. Well, that's the thing. Kenneth and I, we've only seen one championship win that we actually were uh, – what's the word, Kenneth? That we actually remember and actually were, were – I mean, old we were – to remember. Yes, it's old <laughs> enough to remember. Yes, we were two years old. We, we were old enough to comprehend, and that was the math in 2011. And, and we felt uh. indestructible for about four or five months there. And then the next season happened, and, well – yeah, it goes out the window quick. Man, man, that 2011 run. I, I'll have another. I'll have a story. I'll tell another day that has nothing pertaining to this podcast, but it has to do with Game Two of the uh, the Heat series and the cops ah, getting called on me. Points so. with seven minutes left. Yes, and <laughs> yeah. it involved the cops getting called on me to my apartment. So, that, that, but that, but that's an, that's another story we can say for another day for sure. Well, I, I, I interpret that as probably a good thing, at least in terms yes. of fandom. So, yes. Y- yes, it was. Good, good. <laughs> oh, we agree wow. then. Well, for, for your guys' shows, anybody that, you know, doesn't know who I am, uh, yeah, I do host the Lockdown Avalanche show. Uh, I mean, a, a New York boy who grew up an Avalanche fan. Go figure. Um, Fascinating. Yeah, like, you know, it's – you would think New York, your, your allegiance is to probably the Rangers uh, or some other team in the vicinity, like, you know, Islanders, Sabres, Devils in that area. No, I, I went West Coast. <laughs> and pretty much all of my sports teams are – I'm, I'm a massive Broncos fan. Uh, I do follow the Rockies. I do follow the Yankees because they're the Yankees. But, um, yeah, the, as soon as Quebec moved to Colorado, um, I, I always loved hockey, but, and my dad is a Ranger fan, but I never, I watched them and I never was like, just, I never felt like they were like my team for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as the avalanche became, or as soon as the Nordiques became the avalanche, um, it was like, well, I'm, I'm a massive John Elway fan and a Broncos fan and that's my hockey team. So, and it helped immensely that, you know, year one they won the cup so you know yeah. when you when you're i mean what was i 13 years old when they moved there uh and you can brag at 13 years old that your team won a championship it, it's pretty easy for to anoint them your team so um all right so where we are right now we have we we have hockey there there's actually exhibition yes. games going on 
as we're speaking, right? Yes. I can confirm that I am watching uh, the road team Toronto Maple Leafs playing at Scotiabank uh, in <laughs> Toronto, Canada right now. Okay. <laughs> Who would have thought it would take a pandemic for the team that plays at that arena to wear the white jerseys at home? Can we, can we just point bizarre. that out? <laughs> that is bizarre. Um, yeah. So and what, they're, they're playing. Who are they playing? They're playing Montreal right Montreal. now. Montreal up two nothing with three fifty five left in the and second. Then, right then the game earlier was uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and I think that went to Philadelphia overtime, won in overtime. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, hockey is back. NHL has done everything by the book to keep their players uh, and staff safe. They've done over what four thousand tests on over the weekend, and not a single positive test. So. Um, with that, I think that, you know, we are, we are in the total opposite realm of where like major league baseball is right now, where (laughs) we don't know if they're going to get out of week one of their seasons. I'm pretty confident. Like we are going to have a Stanley cup champion. Fairly confident in that as well. I agree. Right. Yeah. I I think we talked, we talked a lot about other leagues, the NBA, and then even some overseas like soccer leagues a lot and just kind of kept an eye on them for our listeners about how they've gone through. And, and other leagues have been able to pull it off, and I think the bubbles the bubbles seem like they should work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that that's – you know, I think it's a great thing that the bubbles are working. The only thing that scares me is what's going to happen next season. Like, are they going to have to continue this with the whole bubble situation? Like, like for now, we can say, oh, it's great that it's working, but then we're like – we have to go into next year thinking – is this probably going to be the same thing that we have to deal with next year? I don't want to think about it that way, but yeah, it, I think that's up to the virus. Really? I think it's up yeah. to yeah. Uh, how long this thing sticks around. So um, I don't know. It's, 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 well, it's a wait and see approach, I guess, for, yeah. for what next year will be. Um, but for this year, I figure, why don't we go backwards and kind of do a little bit of a summary of, of, how our teams got to where they are. Um, Danny, if you want to take it and kind of give us a run through of how, how Vegas did this year, right up until oh. now. Oh God, where do we begin? <laughs> um, well, let's see. I mean, we're talking at the start of October, you're talking about six months prior Golden Knights blow a three, one lead against the sharks. They had the worst penalty call of all time go against them. And then they're left wondering, well, what could have been, had we gotten a full playoff run of Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty and company to a uh, long Stanley cup run, we'll never know how that was going to be. And that was going to be the expectation going into this season Were the golden Knights going to be able to rebound with a full season with stone full season with Pacioretty. And really the, the, the top line that was going to be Stasny stone and Pacioretty, how were they going to respond? And you know what? Injuries happened. At the, at the very onset of the year. Join the club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> former Dallas Stars legend Cody Eakin was out for the first oh, month. Yeah. Um, and Eakin was probably the biggest disappointment for Vegas this entire year because you go from a 22-goal season last year and finally showing you have some offensive capabilities to basically going being the giant uh, albatross that was anchoring that third line. And Vegas really could not uh, get it together early on. They had a couple of runs here and there. They had a big run in December and January that kind of turned the tide and put them toward the top of the Pacific. 
And then a four game losing streak happens. And then one day I wake up in a hotel room in Anaheim, check my email and Gerard Gallant has been fired. <laughs> um, so I, and, and not, not even just, that wasn't even the tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is that Pete DeBoer is now the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. So you throw, you throw all that together and you're wondering what in the world is going on with Vegas? What in the world is going on with this management? What in the world is going on with these players? And then for the next two months before the pause, everything that I think could have gone right did go right for Vegas. They went on an eight-game winning streak. They went on an eight-game winning streak prior to uh, the, the pause. They beat teams like Tampa Bay. They beat teams like St. Louis. They beat the top teams in the league. And in the midst of all of that, they go out and probably make the biggest surprise at the trade deadline and acquire Robin Leonard to essentially be the 1B to Mark andre Fleury's 1A. And all of a sudden now, this is Vegas saying, all right, we're going for it. This is the roster we have. This is the team we have. And as it stands right now, the Golden Knights are ending round-robin play with relatively 98% a healthy roster with Max Pacioretty still in Las Vegas rehaving a minor issue. Um, but they have probably the best goalie tandem in the league, and they have a forward core that could be rivaling one of the best in the league. So uh, to, to sum up Vegas's season to this point in one word, uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Oh, okay. We know all about weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like I just read something uh, and maybe this is not news to you, but, um, the, the, there was something about a goalie coach or something that got fired yes. or he wasn't fired, but they, they never officially said it. And then this article that I just read said that they finally came out and said, yeah, he's no longer with the club. Yeah. I think you're talking about the one from Ken Bulky at Sinbin, uh, Dave Pryor, who had been the goalie coach for two plus seasons in Vegas. Um, Apparently, from the way that it was interpreted to us when DeBoer had mentioned it, that he was going to be the director of goaltending, but he was going to be doing it in Ontario. Mike Rosati, who is a disciple of Dave Pryor, uh, was named the new goalie coach on site. But it turns out that the Golden Knights never really did anything involving Dave Pryor. They just said, okay, adios, au revoir. Yeah. Andalay, all that jazz and yeah so Dave Fryer hmm. has not been with the organization basically for the last four months and basically from what he told Ken the Golden Knights just flat out lied in that situation which okay. is I, I will say this when covering this team for the last number of years uh, it doesn't surprise me because they are very tight to the vest they will not let anything slip they don't want anything to get out to the crack hmm. so it doesn't surprise me that they would go this route to not okay. say that. All right. Well, I mean, you might have prevented the guy from getting another job for the past couple months by yeah, that's, releasing him. But okay, better have given um, him a left a hot, uh, a lofty bonus yeah, for the months that right. he wasn't with the organization. I was. Um, I think the interesting thing that that I and this is just me, just kind of like reading the tea leaves, but like um, I felt like when the season came to a pause. Um, and there really wasn't a lot of news going around. Uh, the Knights were kind of like the favorite. They like in, even in Vegas, like th they were the fa the favorite to to win it all, and the like the odds were in their favor to win it. I feel like that's kind of like died down for some reason. And there's been no games, so why yeah. why has that been a thing? 
I think I think it has a couple of reasons. Number one, I think the fact that every team now is getting healthy. It's not even just uh, not even just Vegas because you think back to when the pause happened. Stone was out with an injury. He was going to be out till possibly the end of the regular season. And then literally the day before the pause happened, Pacioretty was going to be week to week with a lower body injury, and they were already without Alex Tuck. Um, so given the fact that I think before the pause, they were playing as well as they were and very limited in who they had. I think there could be, there could be that reason as to why Vegas was considered a favorite and Vegas is always going to be considered a betting favorite here. No matter who, if, if, if they are in contention, there are going to be people in this city that are going to put money on, you know, whatever it is, plus 800 for Vegas to win the Stanley cup. It's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but I think you look around the league and there are other teams that are getting healthy, Colorado being one of them, uh, getting uh, their top line back in form uh, before uh, round robin play is obviously huge. Um, Dallas, I know, has been dealing with injuries ridiculously throughout the year. And even our, uh, our round robin brethren, Blues, who uh, had missed Vladimir Tarasenko for all but 10 games this year, and now all of a sudden they're playing well, and then he's coming back to aid in their repeat for a Stanley Cup. You just look across the board right now, and I mean, do you, do I think Vegas absolutely has the tools to win a cup? Absolutely. It's going to come down to who else is healthy, who else is playing hockey at the right time, and do they have enough talent to overcome the other teams in the West? And that's really where I think it boils down to. Yeah. All right, guys, that was part one of our round robin roundtable with Chris, Kenneth, and Josh. Hope you guys enjoyed that little taste of what's to come for the rest of the week again part two will likely come maybe wednesday and then part three if there is a part three will likely be friday after the blues game so be on the lookout for those again really fun chat really enjoyed talking with those guys hope you guys enjoyed listening to that too before we get out of here because tomorrow will be a post-game pod so be sure to uh Stay tuned and figure out what do I think about the crazy shenanigans of this round robin. Tune in tomorrow to find out about that. But before we get out of here, uh, usual housekeeping items. If you're not following us on Twitter, do so at LockedOnVGK. You can also follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. If you want to send an email to the show, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com is the best place to do that. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a review and a rating. Let's me know how I'm doing and uh, how the show is doing. Again, not the... Uh, not the most savvy of talkers, but I do enjoy getting on here and talking hockey with you guys for however long it is during the day, and I hope you all enjoy that just as much. So for that, I'm going to get out of here. I got a busy day before uh, the game at 3.30 tonight. Golden Knights, Stars, AT&T Sportsnet, 3.30, puck drop, be there. We're going to be talking about it tomorrow. Hope you all have a great day. Have a great start to your work week. And, uh, yeah, let's enjoy the hockey. Until then, I'm Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good day.